Charlie, and welcome to the podcast that's about to take your faith on a delightful and slightly unpredictable journey. That's right. It's time to dive into the world of messy antics. Now, if you've ever found yourself caught between the matzo cracker and the communion wafer, you're in for an absolute treat. We're here to chat about all things messianic in Torah, and let me tell you, it's a roller coaster of divine proportions. Think of us as your trusty guide in this biblical amusement park. We're going to explore the highs and the lows, the holobred wins, and the wandering in the wilderness fails. Get ready for candid conversations, guest appearance by prophets, well, maybe just their descendants, and discussions about what it's really like to walk out this whole word of Adonai. So whether you're a seasoned sukkah assembler or you're just wondering about what on earth is a mezuzah, join us for some laughter and maybe learning a little bit about this holy chaos. After all, life is messy and faith is full of antics. Many of you guys know my next guest, Rebecca Cruz, because she and I have the privilege of teaching uh, a few times a month on the portion. So today we, you all get to meet her kind of from a different angle. So I'm going to tell you a little about her and then I'm going to be quiet because you really want to hear from her. So Rebecca is the owner of Audience of One Creations and author of the book, Awesomely Distinguished, a 40-week journey of blessing for mother and child, published in both English and Spanish. Awesomely Distinguished is a unique journal that gives the mommy-to-be and her baby the opportunity to bond not only with each other week to week, but with God as well. This is an amazing book, by the way. Everyone go buy it right now. Each week focuses on a character trait that the mother would like to pray over and promote in her child. Rebecca's newest publication, the, the first book of a four-book series of devotionals, is titled Establishing His Name, Exploring the Width and the Depth of God's Character. Re here's about Rebecca. Now, Rebecca has been studying the Hebraic roots of her faith for more than 20 years. Her multicultural background and bilingualism has afforded her the opportunity to appreciate and embrace the global body the Messiah of Israel. Oh, so good. She works closely with her local congregation as the praise and worship leader and one of the teachers of the word. In addition, she provides translation in English and Spanish for services on a weekly basis. Rebecca is currently working on her Master of Divinity with Kairos Seminary. Is that how you say it? Kairos. Kairos Seminary. She also has spent the past year contributing regularly in teaching with me in the weekly Parsha with the Ruta Cafe. One of her greatest joys is teaching the body of Messiah, the beauty of God's word in a way that encourages all to dive in and not to be intimidated. She firmly believes that God's word is meant to be accessible for all and encourages everyone to engage with God's word, to forge an intimate and purposeful relationship with the father. Rebecca is available for interviews and women's events and speaking engagements. Yes, 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 yes. Hey, welcome to Messy Antics. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. This is really it. fun. A different, a whole different way for us. And like, we know each other pretty well. Uh, Rebecca and I are like the texters at two in the morning. Like, why are you up? Why are you up? Why are you up? <laughs> I love all of your books. Can you just give us a quick, uh, what brought you to book? You're, uh, you're, you're awesomely distinguished. I want to start there. What brought you to, uh, what inspired you to write that book? It happened when I went to a, a cousin's house and she was showing me stuff that she had gotten from her baby shower and my son was already born and um and a family member had written some blessings on a little note cards and had just given her the pack of note cards as part of her gift and i was like i would have loved to have had something like that mm -hmm. you know especially when you're a first time mom 
Yeah. You're just worried about them having 10 fingers and 10 toes and breathing. Like, you know, it's, that's kind of like where you're at. And my, in particular, my pregnancy was very complicated. It was really rough. So I was concerned more about physical things and stuff like that, but I would have loved to have that reminder and, and that kind of like prompt, you know, sometimes you need a help to just kind of think about things in a different way and, and to prepare and all that kind of stuff. So that's where it all started. But God took me through a journey from when that took place, seeing that to the culmination of the book of about maybe 15 years, close to 15 years before I wrote anything. Because I really think that God needed to take me through the process of being a parent to be able to write from that perspective. Yeah. yeah and I appreciate it so much. And I know that uh, I've given it as a gift to someone and and she adores it. And I'm, I'm like, just, I'm like that person in the, the wings now who's, who's having a baby. Cause I want to buy another, I want to get it for them. Cause it's so important. I will make sure that that your website is in our show notes, whether it's on YouTube or at the bottom of this podcast, because you are going to want to go there's, that's not the only thing they can find there in your special little, uh, web website. Now, what else can they find? What else do you do? There's, there's a whole bunch of stuff. There's like t-shirts, there's hoodies, there's crewnecks, there's home decor, there's um, tote bags. I, I have come to realize that my heart is that of a creative. And mm -hmm. so my mind is constantly going. And when I see stuff, one of the things that really bothered me during the pandemic, we were all home and everybody kind of reinvented themselves through, during that time. Mm -hmm. And you saw crafts explode and small businesses explode and stuff like that. And there were a lot of people that I had followed for many years because they did makeup on YouTube. That's where I learned, you know, everything. Right. And I had right. been following people for a long time. And then as they grew older and it became, that became like a very saturated market, they all kind of, kind of ventured out into other things, lifestyle and clothing and all this kind of stuff. And I started seeing people that I'd been following for so long, start these businesses and they would start these t-shirt companies and all of them were like vulgar sayings and like nothing of value whatsoever. And they were selling them ex super expensive and they would throw out like four in a collection. And then people were buying the collection like they couldn't keep it in stock. And I was like, and I was talking to somebody yesterday and they told me, I was telling them about t-shirts and I said, you know, sometimes I'm wearing it. I'm wearing one. There's one that I have that says, if which means I will trust in you. And sometimes I'm wearing it just because it's a clean t-shirt in my closet, let's be honest, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and I'm going through something and I look and I happen to see in the reflection of the mirror, the car or something. And I remember that, I that I'm choosing to trust in him. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, oh, they're your seat seats. And I said, I never thought of it that way. Now hear me clearly. I'm not saying that they replace seat seats. Let's keep this in context or whatever. Right. But it's a, just a, a tool or a resource to kind of remind me whose I am and, and, and what I'm about in this life. Like, who am I going to put my trust in and that kind of thing. So for me, it, it was just a way to kind of, in my own little way to combat that, which is being put out into the world, you know? So, so jump on right now, because I mean, what she has great Sukkot shirt. She has great shirt. What it just, so many great fun things. I was, I was watching you on TikTok, some of the stuff that you're putting out there and we'll make sure all the places are again, are in the comments. I'm so enjoying your creativity. I love all your home decor. I love everything. And I'm, I'm just trying to keep it orange or else I would have my, I have a couple of your t-shirts that I love. I love that they, people are like, oh, I have a, I have the Zakar one and I have the, the first one you gave me. What is Kavanaugh. Yes. Kavanaugh. And I have, I love that people are like, oh, what does that mean? Or, oh, and they come to me, you know, it is something that brings attention 
but it also is again, a remembrance. I love that you, you referred to them as that it's no different than when we would have the bumper stickers or, you know, different yeah. things. It's a way to remind us that this is, this is what we stand for. And this is who we are. So thank you for representing the kingdom. Well, tell me a little bit about your story on how you were awakened to Torah. How did it come alive to you? So it happened like 20, more than 20 years ago, way more than 20 years ago. Um, my mother's cousin discovered that we had Jewish ancestry. And he began to just dig into that. And he came for a visit. So my mother's Costa Rican and my father's Puerto Rican. My father actually just discovered that he also has, which is really, really cool. That's really um, cool. Yeah, really cool. Along with Irish, which is so random, but that's right. cool too. It's really cool, not because everybody needs to have Jewish blood. It's it's cool because of- You learn about where you come you from. About, correct. Yeah, right, right. So all that. So- so he came for a visit from Costa Rica and he just started sharing. And when he started sharing about the connections that we don't readily see in Christianity, I was born in the church. That's right. what you did on Sundays. I was the annoying kid in Sunday school answering all the questions. I loved everything about it from the beginning. So I didn't have an issue. Superbook was my you know, go-to kind of a thing. So when he came and he started explaining things from a Jewish perspective and just seeing the, the Hebraic roots of the faith, it filled so many mental lagoons and things yes. just kind of went click. And I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, that's and that's what that means. Oh, hyperlink, hyperlink, hyperlink. Yeah, exactly. And so for me, I, I just kind of dove head for it. I had no issues. And I know everybody's walk is different, but in my sense, it was just like, oh, this is, it makes total sense. It was the logical next step. And so for me, to kind of leave certain practices behind and leave certain things behind as you continue to grow and as you continue to study the word, it wasn't an issue for me. So by the time my son was born, my son has never celebrated at Christmas or never celebrated, you know, in, in that kind of a sense, or whatever, because we just did other things that, and it's so, I, I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, to, and I said to them, you know something, God is so fair. He asks us to afflict our souls or, you know, our, our bodies one day out of the year, the, the 364, you get to do what, when yeah. you think about the tithe, he's only asking for 10%. He lets you keep 90. Right. So when you look at these last um, passages in the portion that we've been studying this past week, when he says, you know, the word is not far off. It's easy. You don't have to ask somebody to go get it high up in a mountain or across the ocean. It's easy. It's here. It's his it's easy to walk it out if you just kind of take a look at it and see that what he wants, he does it from a perspective of love and relationship right. instead of like, you know. Yeah, so you're not giving up anything. It's so full now. It's like once you've embraced his calendar, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, it's so full. You have so much more than yeah, going maybe some of the cultural and maybe you're still walking both and that's fine. We're not, you know, it's no. just- it's just in the process, you realize, wow, there's a lot and it's so full and he has so much for us that we get to practice this out. Tell me some, speaking of practicing, tell me some time when maybe it got a little messy. I messed up one time. I was so excited because I was kind of the one that would, um, for a lot, like, for example, for one, we had a, a fellowship hall that we rented out that we used to have. And so we, when we would have the feast, our ceilings were about maybe 18 20 feet tall 
and I made like a huge mountain because that was it was like for for a Shavuot or something and, and it was like the mountain and I had the the thunder and the lightning kind of and and I had the camels and I had the 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 what was it the the Judean Express with camels and and the pump <laughs> like I did the whole thing and so I would set up stuff for kids one time we were for Purim I set up a whole like obstacle course because she had to do everything in secret. Like everything was kind of, so they were all secret agents and they did like a whole, you know, I would do all these kind of things. And one time I went and I bought um, marshmallows and I, you know, cause, and I bought these little things for them to make s'mores at the table and everything. And I didn't realize that the marshmallows were not kosher, you know, that they had. And I was like, and so everybody's like all getting into it. And then somebody's like, wait a minute. And they open up the package. They're like, oh, this is not. And all the kids are like ready with like their, you know, to do it. Oh, and I was no. like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, Marshmallow you know, I, fight. Yeah, it was. And that, so, and we've had situations like that, you know, where, where things kind of, you forget, you know, or, or, or it just, and sometimes it's just because you didn't grow up with it. It wasn't something that you anticipated. You're learning to anticipate it now. Right, right. But. You, know. you and I both say, we say we're, we are, we are not Torah observant. We are Torah pursuant, you know, we're pursuing this life out. And for those of you who are like listening and you're like, what are they even talking about? You know, in eating biblically clean, we are asked not to eat things made of like horses. And most gluten is made out of either um, pig or horse, usually horse, horse gluten, like but not gluten, but, uh, gelatin, but gelatin, gelatin, gelatin. Yes. A lot yes. of gelatin, you can buy that's beef gelatin, but a lot of times yeah. they make it out of horse hooves. And so that's the reason why it, they'll say it's not biblically clean. Neither one of us believe that that is something that keeps you from heaven. This is not a no. salvation issue. Oh, no. We're just saying as your best. Yes. When he, God says, Hey, this is some things I'd like you not to do. We're just choosing. That's the walk we're choosing, not out of a religion. And it doesn't keep him from loving us. So but the same thing happened to me just so I've shared before, like the same, it was my mentor though. And his family were at my house and I, sh I was making s'mores and they were like, yeah, we don't eat this. I was like, oh, hmm. yeah. And the, and I felt so bad because the kids were like already with like the, you know, the oh, skewer man. and all ready to go like, in Wait a minute. And I was like, uh, oops. Yeah. Oops. Sorry. Yeah. Next, <laughs> yeah, we order now from Amazon, like buy the thing, we just buy the bagfuls, just the, especially oh, yeah. coming up with Sukkot coming up, we have packages of them ready to go. So what is your favorite place? This is, I'm going to kind of jump into a rapid fire, but this, I know that you have, this is might take a little longer than a rapid fire. Cause I have some good questions for you. What's your favorite place to visit in Israel? My favorite place to visit in Israel is Caesarea. And Caesarea. why, why is that? Because it's the most, it's one of the places that most feels like I go back in time because mm. it, it's, it's, um, I have, I, I had a picture before I lost it there. It's all ruins and they used to have the chariot races and stuff there. And you have the Mediterranean right there and it's just really beautiful and everything. And I had a picture of Isaac kind of like running when he was like three years old, like running down the chariot line. You can see the two rows, you know, but it's a, it's the kind of place that kind of really really throws me back where I kind of feel like I'm in the Mediterranean in biblical times. So that's one I of the love that. What's, what's your next favorite place? My next favorite place would have to be, there's a place called Rosh Pina. Okay. And it's up in the North. It's uh, the, the Golan Heights. And it's, it's kind of like, if you've ever been here in New Jersey to Princeton, Okay. Um, which is kind of like they'll have like little galleries and like artsy kind of places or whatever 
it's the, a little town that has like the cobblestone kind of streets and, and they have like little kind of places. They have, I think, a synagogue there. That's an old synagogue that you can kind of go visit. It's just really a little quaint kind of type of place. And there's a place there, like a little uh, cafe restaurant kind of thing. Everything is chocolate. But when you go in, it's almost like it's made out of a cave, like the building is made out of a cave. So it has these concave kind of like really big ceilings uh-huh. and everything in there is chocolate. So the milkshakes wow. and the pastries and all that kind of stuff. It's just a little different, you know, kind of thing that you don't expect, you know? I think and that's I- fun. That's what I was thinking. I know you would have some great places instead of like very touristy places. I know you've, you've been there quite a bit and lived there on a, on a, your worship, you did a worship kind of a worship tour school. So what's your yeah. favorite breakfast? My favorite breakfast is <laughs> I make huevos well, rancheros and gallo pinto. Mm-hmm. And that's Spanish food. So I, I make my own sauce. So here when we do um, Shabbat, we do Shabbat Friday nights and uh-huh. we, we go from house to house. So when it's your turn, you cook for everybody. When I make, it's kind of like breakfast for dinner. When I make huevos well, rancheros, literally people clap and they get excited when they come in the door and they know. I'm already excited. I want to be there right now. Like yeah. that's, I love so, huevos rancheros. Woo! Okay. And then gallo pinto is, gallo is rooster and pinto means like spotted. So spotted rooster is what it <laughs> translates to, but it's really rice and beans from the day before refried and re kind of cooked or whatever. And that's a typical Costa Rican breakfast. So when you have that combination, you have happy tummies. Yum. That's a good, that makes for like, that's a setup for a really good Shabbat too. I feel like you're just like, yeah, you're ready. Yeah. (laughs) That's why you would, people want to be Sephardic Jew because during Passover, because they can have rice, right? Isn't that, (laughs) (laughs) who's your hero? My mama. I knew it. I already knew the answer to that one. Yes. Yeah. You have a great one of a kind. Yes, absolutely. What story do you tell most often? You have a story you tell all the time? Oh my gosh, I have so Like many. if I'm new and I just met you, you're like, oh, I'm gonna have you even heard my story yet. I don't know. There's so Probably many about your flood. You, you have your flood story. You tell that you maybe you think. Oh yeah. I have the flood story. Yeah. I've been flooded out three times and that's been fun. Yeah. But yeah, no, there's a I mean, there's a lot, but probably the Israel story is fun, you know, to talk about going there and winning the scholarship and stuff like that. That's cool. That was yeah. awesome. That's a good story. What motivates you the most? what motivates me the most? You know, I have to say my son in part. And the other part is there's a fire inside of me that God put there that doesn't give me peace. Mm. (laughs) It kind of pushes me. And even when I feel like I don't know what I'm doing or things are not going right or something, it's like, I can't let it die. It doesn't, Mm. it doesn't stop. So Mm. that's what motivates me. That's good. So what, what, um, would you like strangers to, how would you like them to remember you? I would hope that they would remember me as a kind person. I would hope that they, that when they interacted with me, they felt like it was a safe place. That's what I would hope. I would say that's a, sh- a yes, for sure. What do you think people misunderstand about you? That's the contronym of the previous question because <laughs> oftentimes I'm off in my own head and I'm thinking about my mind is a million miles away and my face is not very friendly when I'm thinking. Apparently I've been told both. 
And it's it's funny because I have um a little girl that I drive a bus for my my uncle's and my aunt's company and um a school bus. And she's new. I think she's only three years old. And when she comes in the morning, her face is, I mean, like if looks could kill, they would need a new bus driver kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, and so my aunt was like, oh, she could be your daughter. We're always saying, look at Rebecca. She looks like, and I, I look really mean, apparently, but I don't, you know, my mind is not even there. Like, I don't even see you if you're looking at me, my mind is somewhere else. So I, I would, I think that people sometimes misunderstand that. They misunderstand facial. Like, don't judge right. what you're saying by what what you're thinking by what they see on your face. Yeah, I promise I don't bite. <laughs> I want to encourage everyone to take a minute and just go right now to audienceofonecreations.com because you will have so much fun just shopping in there. Um, put it on your list that I believe one of the things about uh, Torah pursuant communities or Torah communities is that, that we are financial resources for one another. So when we're looking for gifts before you run to Amazon to buy something or doing something, would you, would you, would you frequent one of your fellow uh, messianic friends um, and give to them? And, and I think that we're supposed to do that um, for sure. I, I think grabbing one of the awesome, the awesomely distinguished books and having one on, on the ready for the, oh no book, oh no gift. When you find out you have to hurry up and give one for a gift that you, you, you're a great resource for that. Do you have any th- final thoughts you want to give our audience? You know, more than anything, I feel like God is just really, really reaching out and trying to reach hearts in a, in a very personal way, because everybody's in a different place. And I just want to encourage people. What's on my heart is that I feel like God is calling and God is pursuing and God is wooing. And sometimes he woos to the desert and we don't exactly like that, but it's the best place to be if you can understand that. And sometimes he's willing to just be alone with him. And it could be, it could mean anything for you, but God is calling and God is really, really wanting relationship and really, really wanting to restore relationship if it's gotten cold or kind of calling you if you've never been there before, you know, if you never stepped in those waters before. And I really, really feel that, that, that God just wants us. He doesn't want things. He, you know, we, we just did Yom Kippur, right? And, and, and he says, you know, what I want from you, is, it's not like a physical fast. Like that's not even the, the thing. If, if that's where you stop, then you miss the whole idea. What I want is you, you know? What I want is for you to walk before me and do the things that I'm asking you to do because it's for your good. It's because I want the best for you. And so I feel like God is just really calling. There's there's these two things that are happening right now. The world is calling in a really big way, but God is also calling. It's just that he's more of a gentleman and he's kind of going to do it in a very more, you have to really be paying attention. So it's that, it's that Shema, you know, it's like, it's like perk up your ears because God is calling and God wants to do things and, and, and he just wants you. And if you can, if you can, hear that and if you can accept that and if you can go towards that that is I mean that's like a plus right there you know like everything that's beautiful thank you for everything thank you for those that word because I believe that's a word in due season right now thank you for everything you know how much you're loved and I can't wait to see what he's going to be doing this year because I know there's some secrets coming and we'll make sure that we announce them we'll have you back so you can announce them when they come around some fun stuff going on so Everyone be blessed. Remember, sometimes it does get a little messy, but that's okay because he just wants your heart. And that's a wrap. 
on another Messy Antics adventure, my fellow spiritual adventurers. From splitting red seas of laughter to stumbling upon mana mishaps, we've truly experienced the full spectrum of messianic marvels and Torah tales. Remember folks, as we navigate the sometimes bewildering but always beautiful path of faith, it's okay to have a few loose ends along the way. Embracing the messiness of life is what makes our journey genuine and our connection with Adonai so meaningful. Before we go, let's take a moment to thank our incredible guest who shared their story, insights, and aha moments with us. And of course, a big thank you to you, our amazing listeners. Without you, we'd just be folks sitting in here with a microphone, and that's just not as fun. We'll catch up with you next time on Messy Antics, where the Torah is our compass and laughter is our guiding star. Stay joyful, stay curious, and may your days be filled with blessings that are as abundant as manna in the wilderness. And help us out by liking, subscribing, and leaving us that five-star review.